when creativity meets chaos. Insights into the uncompressed music scene in Kampala. Directed and produced by Turkana. When creativity meets chaos, the insights into the uncompressed music scene in Kampala. If the visibility and resources allow, I see Kampala skyrocketing in a couple of years. I mean, we're already seeing names from Kampala doing big things, doing great things. There's so much knowledge musically here, and it's all super organic. All we need, or everyone needs, is just the resource capital, in a way. You know, then you will see for self. It's just always that limitation for lack of, like, different, you know, like, resource capital to afford computers, afford, um, you know, equipment. Um, also just being able to have a livelihood. Yes, as an artist, you know, uh, you find yourself tied up mostly into the other hassles of life and you know what you're really passionate about and you want to do, which is music or any form of art that you believe in. I'm speaking for self. Hey, my name is Reza Piens. I'm Congolese music producer. I live in Kampala, Uganda. I have been doing music with the bands, with the electronic instruments like guitars, keyboards, piano. Uh, since since we go in music production, in music, I was working with producers. Uh, some boys was playing stuff. They produced for me. But I did, yeah, it, I was just seeing like it was something I couldn't do, but I could do. 2017, a friend came to work with Nyeginyege. They called me and they just gave me a computer. The, the first software that was uh, Fruit Loops. And they opened and it's like, uh, this is how they do, like this. And I opened some tutorials. That was one night, actually, I stayed all night up and tried to do something. Then the next day, I got a button without license. Also, I used to work with a producer called Max Ledon. He came also for Nigga Residency. He used to send me beats. Uh, he left his book with me, the Ableton book. So I just read that book. I sometimes think about the importance of music education or history education and the choice of what we're told as people growing up you never like get to find about like incredible african artists or music makers and it limits the way you view yourself as a an achiever when you don't see a certain kind of people winning in music and obviously they are history you know like when you look at history there are so many music is you know invented by black people but when you're being educated or the information you always find across it's very hard it's always like you know western focus um when you think about like African incredible artists. You think of Fela Kuti and there's so many other people, but there's people you never get to learn about and it blocks the level of creativity, a level of imagination when you don't see yourself 
in a certain picture and I I love it right now because you get to listen to you know stuff that is connected to who we are but also elevating and taking different directions experimenting learning from different cultures and different people because I think that's where incredible work comes from where you don't only consider just what you know to look into other things that are not even part of you and get inspired and create something new a lot I do just a lot of it and sometimes I find that one is the good one then I continue watching on it every morning I take coffee and I just feel like I want the music I want something I go I start I usually start with the melodies then basing the drums So much respect that is so many artists, so many young creatives uh, pushing the boundaries. So I'm honored to be um, one of those artists coming up in Kampala and most of them are my friends. I hear stuff that that is pushing boundaries, that pushes me to also, you know, get get going. This is every sound you can think about. It's there. Even the artists in the in Kampala are just taking the taking this into consideration and finding just freedom to explore, play around with anything. I see it, I hear it every time, randomly, whenever I end up searching for music, now updating my uh, folders. So Kampala, we there, we there. Electronic music especially started with boutique electronic, which is Nigi Nigi now. There were a few electronic DJs. All the DJs were the DJs who play mainstream and the club DJs. But no one was trying to play some stuff which which is there already. Uh, the electronic music, like the traditional music, or like a team up, I can say, actually tronic, or to play some techno. Especially energy you know but like music what inspires me most also it's maybe sometimes go just in the club and dance or music which i find there musically uganda they play all music of the world you know all music of africa because the music scene also started very a bit late the music scene like the mainstream scene and different cultures all of this is inspiring then it's make music culture which is also very different. Hey, living there you have also with your cultures which you have of music, everything just becomes uh, magic. Takes you in space, takes you high, makes you high, go higher and crazy. And you feel like you wanna listen to that track, you wanna listen to the beat, you wanna keep on listening to that and getting hard, you know, like feeling it and you don't want to stop. So in a couple of years, 
Kampala music is gonna be hardcore insane. It's really crazy right now. It's it's really amazing, I would say. A lot of producers have this crazy, good, deep thinking about the music. I like to be like out in the open. So I don't like working in the studio. I want to be out in nature, just with my computer, trying to create beat. I work on Ableton mostly. So either I'll be working with a push or like working directly on my computer. I like writing uh, music. It gives me a bit more like more control over the process. When I'm making music, I think there's kind of two sides to my process. There's more of this like controlling like figure. And then there's more like this figure of like, I guess that's like the adult figure, this controlling figure. And then there's more the figure of the child who is breaking all the rules. So it's like constructing rules and like breaking them. I like to retain, even while being very controlling, I like to keep like a level of like playfulness over my process i like to create like this like wall of sound in ableton yeah just being playful with my computer or like the controller I'm with i create all these like random sounds and then later it's like i come at it like as an adult trying to create order out of the chaos but not too much order because <laughs> i like to keep this feeling of um things being like on edge still in my production i'm playing with that tension between chaos and order. Think about today and this time where we're living and the power of media. Or as media has portrayed so many things in different ways and when people write stuff, sometimes they haven't experienced what they're writing about or they've never even been in the space. And I think media plays a big role in how music is distributed and what kind of music is out there. And I feel like sometimes there's like a people trying to make you blend into a market that is comfortable for them. Or you have to be a certain way, you have to, certain, to sound a certain way to play a certain gig because it makes those people feel good. Or, but then there's no realization that it's different. I do not come from the same place you come from. And, you know, my music has nothing to do with you. And it's important that we relate cultures and understand different sounds. But the idea of, like, you have to, you know, like, sound this way to play in a certain place is quite absurd. A night out in Kampala. Well, it depends where you go. I mean, there's obviously the mainstream clubs, Bugolobi, Bandali Rise and stuff like that. Um, there you have like a lot of Niger music, which is really amazing. I really love when they play at the piano. As a popular form of music, it's very weird. It has very weird like patterns and bass lines. I find it interesting that kind of music uh, like that could become so popular. Seems completely like paradoxical. But I guess it speaks to the richness of South African culture.
And yeah, I mostly like going out to like my friends' parties, which more like underground spaces. Um, although it's, it's been a bit tricky recently with underground club spaces. Um, it seems like the space has been shrinking more and more. It's suddenly more and more hard to find spaces for underground music. And this is, I guess, something that came out of the pandemic. Um, yeah, but I think... It makes those parties even more magical when they happen because the space is so limited that every time we come together, it's somehow a miracle, and that's nice. Yeah, I mean, I, there are things about Kampala that uh, inspire my creativity. Um, I always say the freedom of movement here uh, is something that really inspires me. It feels like on any street you're on, there's like there's a lot, there's different kinds of like speeds, you know, in one space. You know, like you have the cars, you have people walking, you have like the border borders. The street is like a bit, bicycle, like it's, the street is a bit unruly, which causes a lot of problems, but also it can be very inspiring. Being in a space where there's so many tiles of movement, like in one space, to me that's inspiring. And it's a level of, there's a level of, there's a mutineity there that I try to bring to my music in terms of like different speeds and rhythms like happening at the same time. I think that is very much has, is very much a Kampala thing. Um, or sh maybe should I say it's a very much a global south, south thing. I also love how friendly people are in Kampala. It's just very easygoing. You meet people and within a short time, like you can strike up a conversation. I think it's really, it's one thing that's very special about this place, how hospitable and friendly everyone is. I do not know so many festivals here apart from Nyege Nyege Festival. I actually think it's just Nyege Nyege Festival. <laughs> they have like a variety of music globally, which has kind of um, shaped, you know, market uh, consumption, you know, like they're not scared to risk. They're not scared to throw that sound in as is, you know, so I feel like this shapes distribution of music here because if uh, if the label is really super, you know, calculative on how hard you can go or how careful you should be with, you know, um, with uh, experimenting, for example, with sound, uh, that affects distribution in a way because you're not shaping up the ears, the, you're not shaping the ears of the market you're trying to create. And I feel this is a, this is a great thing that Nyege Nyege is doing. And it's the only festival that I know here. has just been so interesting because yeah there's just putting together all these artists and styles from all over the continent and the region um has created a very interesting melting pot um so i think yeah there, before nege nege there wasn't anybody doing curation on that level um also the fact that they run this artist space called the villa has been a big help because lots of people go there and like use the studio the queer house party scenes really did something amazing uh, in Kampala. Um, there was a lot of crossover between Nyege Nyege and those parties, which me and my friends used to throw. 
they just created an environment of openness uh, where it was like okay to be queer uh, created a space for you know even other hetero artists from the nigga scene to kind of see that you can live in this actually like free space and you can live with people of other orientations and it's like it's no problem we're all just people and we're all just artists out of you know, house parties, the queer house party scene, I think that's where what inspired me to create my, with me and a bunch of friends, to create our like events called Anti Mass, um, which are queer raves that we have in over Kampala. Um, with Anti Mass, I'm not gonna lie, it's been like really challenging finding new spaces, especially after the pandemic. Um, when we started out, we were surrounded by people who were quite open to allowing us to use their space, so that was great. It's gotten a bit more difficult um, over time. Being a queer party, there's also the risk of police raiding the event, and maybe a certain event uh, spaces don't want to be liable or they don't really understand what we're trying to do. You're living with like all these layers of um, potential sabotage and like police intervention. Yeah, as a queer party, we're just being persistent and trying to find the right people to work with. And now we do have people we work with that kind of respect us. <laughs> kind of respect us. Okay. I mean, it's been okay, like collaboration um, with our sound people and like lighting people. And yeah, things are more or less like stable now. And growing as a label, I mean, it's been... We have one release out and we are working on a few more to come out during 2023. And because we are such a small group, it's been just super organic. It's um, even a bit weird to call ourselves the label. It sounds so industrial, but... Um, yeah, it's just us getting together, making music and just releasing it organically. In a place where the ground is poisoned, you know, where the state is by default against you, that has proved challenging. It affects our mental health and like a bit like our focus, like creating events. But then when we actually get together and create an event and it's done and it was a success, it feels amazing. It feels like every time we have a successful event, it's like a miracle. <laughs> so thankful for that and like to have each other, like support each other in that process. The way forward with growing the label is more uh, international collaborations and local collaborations also um, but I think international collaborations specifically would be amazing to like grow the label beyond like it's like specific geography I think that's very important um, to make these musical connections that are not just about not just about this hyper like local see how these like local energies like change when they meet other energies from elsewhere um, what uh, kind of art can come out of that I am more in love with creating out of the city, Kampala. I don't really get so much inspiration uh, living and creating in the city because I do live in the city. I mean, I'm always inspired by different daily occurrences around my, you know, day-to-day -day life. And this is mostly in Kampala, but I do love creating out of Kampala. I do draw some mood board from 
existing situations of my everyday life. I'm mostly inspired to work out of the city because it's calm to give my brain the horizon to like explore, be with different sounds of nature, could be with smells, could be with, you know, on the drive out of the city, you know, just anything could give me that greater inspiration to like scratch into my computer. I always have my computer on me, dropping sketches whenever I am inspired. Sometimes I just write it down as a little note, but I'm most Releasing more music and working with so many other artists and fostering more collaborations beyond boundaries. We need to push boundaries and, you know, have bigger projects for 2023. The appearance of many new producers and DJs inspiring each other. Many artists trying to do different things then. Also, yeah, the influence, you can say uh, DJ Kampire, she's hardcore DJ. Many girls got in the DJing. Uh, before the scene was a bit very patriotic to book a girl to perform. It was very hard um, before. It was just very different. It's a revolution. <laughs> now everyone wanna get inspired by that. First people did it and they focus on making it and they, they never care of playing for two people or three people. But by the time people start enjoying, because it's the same, it's the same. And even they, they are better, <laughs> they are better DJs, actually. The scene and Yenge Yenge give up the opportunity to everyone, actually, to play. And even up to the traditional music, which was there, which was hard now. Like, actually, Tronic is kind of very, very pumpy. In club, everyone can dance, even if you play it in club, but no one can play it. With the appearance of these new DJs, they play the music of every every kind, like every new music. Normally, uh, my work process starts from a concept or an idea that I want to address regarding like how I'm feeling or what I'm going through at the moment. 
and then like I will fuse it with sounds that go with that mood and also the lyrics to and more enhance the message as I, as I send it. I have an idea and then um, now I'll start like arranging the sounds from different uh, instruments because I play everything. So I can just like put guitars in there or like uh, just like some drums to begin with and I grow from them. Uh, usually sometimes I even start from my vocals themselves as the main uh, instrument and I build this, the, the sounds and the textures from, from my vocals to get together with the concept. So if the concept is a dark one, futuristic one, or I'm hoping for something in the future, I will address it like that and make this it sound like a score for more. In Kampala, people have shows like every day of the week. Normally, like, you can find a show even on Wednesday, people are, people are there. It's a bit relaxed and, uh, you know, it's good here, it's chilled out, so people have, like, you know, all this uh, energy and they want to unleash it and they're very open. Fans are more into anything that bangs and moves their bodies and, like, gets them partying. So I would say the, the Kampala music scene is it's very authentic and it's very, uh, like, open and friendly and wide. It's very wide. Kampala as a space really inspires my creativity in a sense that it's very, uh, very green and the lake is just next to it and beautiful and, and there are very different places you can go like to meditate and relax and chill. Very also easy to like live here, you know, like uh, the housing is affordable and it, that's what artists mostly need, just the roof and like some regular stuff to, to like party on and like food and water. So, and also Kampala is very uh, scenic in itself. It's uh, very green and, and hilly and like, there are different spots you can go to that have trees and wildlife and like, you know, the lake is just there, so it's very beautiful. You can go and meditate there and get like, it's really good for me, like, because uh, as an artist, I need that. Like, and you know, I do metal and like, the metal needs uh, somewhere that is nature, away from humans, a lot of humans. So. so the islands also around Kampala, you can chill and like, you know, get, get in the zone, you know. Elon Musk's SpaceX kind of vibe because this is like the center of like music right now in Africa as it's very open and people are friendly and they're open to new genres of music and to experiencing new ways of playing and getting the energy from different artists who just come in and out so it's, it's also easy to fly and come out of Kampala so I think like uh, in the next few years Kampala is going to be a very international music scene as already it is but a very good environment for, for all this because uh, there are more people and music producers who you can together and bridge together and also there are festivals happening here that are really international and there are also different studios here that offer residencies and are very supportive to, to young upcoming artists as it's always up to fresh blood and like fresh skin in the, in the game and it, it doesn't need uh, so many gatekeepers like in other scenes so because everyone here does it themselves so it's always a good way just to like, you know, you believe in yourself, you do it and you don't need to change who you are and you still like get it like the way you would want to get it. And like it's a nice way to bridge yourself to the other artists in the world, in the national scene in the world, because there's a lot of like infrastructure already in place here with studios and uh, festivals and the, the environment really is the one that is encouraging. You will record something and play it the next week or the next weekend somewhere and they will see the reaction from the crowds. 
So it's a very good way for artists to know what they're doing and to like, you know, gauge uh, the system and how it's working. about today and this time where we're living and the power of media or as media has portrayed so many things in different ways and when people write stuff sometimes they haven't experienced what they're writing about or they've never even been in the space and I think media plays a big role in how music is distributed and what kind of music is out there and I feel like sometimes there's like a people trying to make you blend into a market that is comfortable for them or you have to be a certain way you have to certain, to sound a certain way to play a certain gig because it makes those people feel good or, but then there's no realization that it's different I do not come from the same place you come from and you know my music has nothing to do with you and it's important that we relate cultures and understand different sounds but the idea of like you have to you know like sound this way to play in a certain place is quite absurd When creativity meets chaos. Insights into the uncompressed music scene in Kampala. Featuring Authentically Plastic, DJ Flo, Martin Kanja, Insasi, Ray Sapiens. Directed and produced by Turkana. Co-produced by Norient and the Goethe Institute. Hi, I'm Gloria Chichoncho, poet and nonfiction writer, and you are listening to a bonus talk for Time Zones. Time Zones is a podcast series co-produced by Norient and the Goethe Institute. 
Today, I'm in conversation with DJ and producer Turkana about the Time Zones episode she produced on Kampala. We're joined by Ugandan DJ and producer Nsasi. Both Turkana and Nsasi are part of the Anti-Mass Collective. In her episode, Turkana features her collaborators from Anti-Mass and other artists from the booming electronic music scene in Kampala. They speak about media and representation, creating community in shrinking underground spaces, and finding spaces for creativity within and outside the city. If you haven't listened to her episode yet, check it out now. Turkana, in your yeah. Time Zones episode about Kampala, you feature Ugandan DJs and producers Nsasi and Authentically Plastic, Congolese producer Ray Sapiens, and Kenyan metal artist Kanja from Duma. How did their voices shape the episode in regard to the sound design? We like ref- reflected on how that sound is in Kampala. Like when you're going on Gaba Road and everything is chaotic, how can you draw creativity from that? And how people also connect like nature in Kampala, like, like the lake or traveling out of the city. So we're trying to connect to each person's perspective. But I also think me and Ray's sound in this episode connects to who we are but also brings out like the dramatic part of it. Like we connect to the experience, mm-hmm. but then we go further into, you know, relating it to what is happening right now. The chaos can be so creative. All the noises in the surrounding, I think for us was so important because we try to connect the sound in our environment and put it in the episode that represents who we are and what we're creating right now. The voices you featured in your podcast, they are um, East African artists. It wasn't just Ugandan artists. And I wanted wanted to know if that was important for you, if that's something that you thought about in terms of like the representation of voices that you had. Uganda is an East African space because we mm. have different people coming, coming from different areas like Congo, Kenya. I mean, I'm from South Sudan. So it has it's like a space that has different references to sound. It was so special to tap into that element. I think mm-hmm. it's a mix of cultures. And w- even though when you see Kampala, like you don't, just don't find Ugandans, you see so many different kinds of people, which makes it interesting. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it was important to bring yeah, a different perspective. What I love yeah. about your episode is it starts and ends with your reflections on the media and how it frames music. And I wanted to know, what do you think about how the media is portraying music coming out of Kampala right now? Music from here has been like portrayed with like various referencing, you know, like when they talk about polyrhythms from here, like you find they're trying to like really contextualize it. You know what I mean? So for me, I feel like it's still so rich, but I don't feel that enrichment when I read about it. Because I remember one of my tracks uh, from our Doxa EP when I was reading about how it was uh, referenced, what they referenced it to mm. um, around the time of release, and I was like, "Oh wow, that's a genre I didn't know. I didn't know that's what I was doing, like Chicago House or something like this." Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it, it again comes back to that, like in East Africa or in Uganda, I would say we are like genre benders in mm. a way. So yeah. we we produce with this expansive like horizon. Media has portrayed it a certain way, but I still feel like there is that lack of the descriptive language of what is usually going through in our minds when we are doing this is something that I don't yet see in words. 
I feel like with electronic music and dance music is like influenced by the Western market, you know? Mm, yeah. Because the clubs and the festivals. So you have to fit into a bubble. There's so much richness in our music. You have to create the space for it. Yeah. It doesn't have to belong into your ideology because it has nothing to do with you. I keep saying that it has nothing to do with you because music is free. So it needs to come for itself and take over space for itself without you trying to put it in a certain bubble. You know, media tries to put you in a certain bubble because they have their own expectations of how sound is to be. It's like you need to produce a certain way to fit in a certain level to get a certain, a certain recognition of your sound. That's really like so disturbing to me because music is very fluid and the sound in Kampala is uncontrollable. Uh, Turkana, you you have a, a sound bite, and I think it's of Nsesi talking about working outside the city, creating outside of the city. And it got me really yeah. curious about the dynamic you both have with Kampala as, I guess, a source or space of creativity or non-creativity and, and this kind of need to find like stillness uh, within or outside of the city. I think for me personally, when I'm creating, I connect so much with Kampala, but I also appreciate the level of like nature that gives you the space to think. And I feel like Kampala has nurtured me to become such a creative. Mm. Kampala is in such a competitive space. Everybody's like rooting for you, right? So that space gives you so much nurturing to like show up as yourself and share your art. But also the nature, I think, is incredible. Sassi, what do you think? I agree. I mean, with the way we have like this community around us and it's all like a definition of chaos in one <laughs> in one room, you know, because you'll find a writer, you'll find a poet, you'll find a producer, you'll find a vocalist, you like you get it all in one piece. And this is what we have around us, luckily here in Kampala, and there's so much character. It's all inspiring. But again, for me, I really love to progress with my production out of Kampala. I love Kampala to always be the best, the inception it's called. Like I mm. like to gather my projects, get my inspiration together so I can go away in nature because, I mean, Uganda is so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. mm. So I love to have this experience to ground my emotions whenever I'm like, doing something that I want to share with the world. Actually, I love to be home and make music because it gives me the space of like not overly trying to be calm. When I'm back home and I go to the studio and I meet my friends for like a, like a listening session, for me that's so special to me. And I feel like I don't have that anywhere else mm. than when I'm home. But mm. I feel like people plays an incredible role to creating such a free space right. to nurture each other. And I'm really sad that I'm losing the space, you know? No, this space is always that, going to exist. For me, yes, I don't think we're completely losing it, but yeah. we're losing the essential. Like, if you think about the yeah. queer parties yeah. and what they meant to just go out and not have connection to extreme whiteness and just exist in your body where you see black people yeah. just having fun and performing. For me, that was the most incredible thing, you know? 
I'm missing that so much because it was so crucial for who I became and how I express myself. Yeah, I, I guess you've talked about it, but maybe you can talk some more about how it's affecting your music when even if you are creating, you find that you might not have the place you want to go and, you know, premiere that music or share that music, or you can no longer organize the kind of party. And and this is especially in regard to the collective you're both part of, Anti-Mass, yeah. is how are you dealing with the shrinking yeah. spaces? Again, for me, I'll come back to like, I, I, I like to relate to my everyday environment, how I feel and exist, you know, I kind of feel like it's just been a shift. Like it's mm. been a, like everyone is somehow going through a shift, you know, even us with our music, with our lives. And, but mm. at the end of the day, it doesn't take out the authenticity of what our spaces offered mm. versus what we do not have right now. Mm. But I still feel like we are going to still work together as a collective to like try to recreate these moments with yeah. still having like authentic sessions where we share so i kind of feel like this we still take with us but we still vouch to create a space where other artists will also feel inspired like we were inspired because of these spaces thank you turkana thank you Nsasi, for joining us today and for your insights on the electronic music scene and its relationship with kampala the city this has been the bonus talk for the kampala time zones episode produced by turkana Time Zones is a podcast series co-produced by Norient and the Gute Institute. If you haven't listened to Turkana's episode yet, you can find it and many more on Spotify, SoundCloud, or on the website at norient.com. That's N-O-R-I-E-N-T dot com. Oh.